Welcome to the Kinkist.com podcast, the safest, most comprehensive and educational space for kink, alternative lifestyle dating, connection, and community anywhere on the web. Our goal at Kinkist is to make the experience of connection one of substance and importance in this ever-increasing world of superficial monotony. Are you tired of online communities full of ghosts, bots, catfish, and time wasters? Does a community built upon the pillars of consent, education, and radical inclusion interest you? Head over to kinkus.com to sign up to help us create a community of people dedicated to consensual play, fun, education, and creativity. Kinkus.com, where we ask, what are you into? I am your host, The Real McCoy, longtime lifestyler, BDSM practitioner, and educator. Hello, everyone. I am your host, Matthias Omatola, author, intimacy coach, alchemist, teacher of Tantra and cosmic sexuality, practitioner of conscious kink and transformational BDSM. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Kinkus podcast. I'm here accompanied by the one, the only, the real McCoy. Hello, brother. How are you? Hello, Matthias. Hello, everyone. So today we are talking about something that's uh, near and dear to me, and you might have encountered this somewhere in your dating world, especially if you're just getting started off in the world of kink and BDSM, and you're looking for that special someone. And that special someone in this situation would be a dom. So you might have been online and you might have found somebody and then they seemed interesting, but this is your first time doing this. You don't really know what to look for and what not to look for. So that's why today we're going to teach you how to find the right dominant partner. So we're going to take you through those steps so you're not in that state of confusion online. Oh, should I connect with this person? They, there's something about them. You just don't know. And we're going to help guide you through it today. So what do we got, brother? Yeah. Yeah, and this works for any kind of dominant, any gender dominant. You could be looking for a male dom. You can be looking for a female dame. Um, you could be looking for a, a transgender dame or dominant. Um, doesn't matter. This 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 translates to dominant personalities. That's what you're looking for. And you know, like you said, if you're just now getting into kink, you um, you you may not know the nuances of dating in this world. So that that's kind of what we're bringing about. It's not like just opening up a dating app and looking for someone of the opposite sex or looking for someone of the same sex this is looking for someone with specific personality traits that you want to implement into your relationship dynamics. No, that's, that's a great way of putting it. When it comes down to finding a dominant and going into the experience of BDSM, there's a different level of trust, right? We, we've talked about this. If you haven't listened to prior episodes on, you know, uh, don't be that dumb, you know, some of the red flags and things like that. And we'll go through some of those as well. The key thing here is there are more, there's more trust necessary to be involved in these DS relationships than in a more casual, you know, scene when you're just possibly dating in the vanilla world. The dominance are, you're looking for them usually to be some type of leader, guide you through experiences, and sometimes be put in situations that could be very compromising for some people, depending on what you're looking for in that. So you definitely want to make sure that they have the right components of personality traits, as well as experience, as well as know-how and communication skills to take you on a beautiful journey. 
Yeah, and we've we've come we put together a few things of of what you should be doing when you're looking for a dominant, and also some red flags to um, avoid when you're looking for a dominant. So, um, so let's dive right in. Yeah, I've got a list of a couple things. Um, just what you should do as a submissive um, to kind of prepare yourself to look for a dominant. You know, number one, don't be too eager. This, you know, be patient in this game. You're looking for specific personality traits. So you can't be just jumping for the first dominant that, that comes uh, your way. You want to be uh, very patient. You want to, to vet this person. You want to go through a process with them. So take your time. Yeah, I can, I can reinforce that heavily. One of the things that I have done with my subs personally is they would want to go further than they were ready for. And in many situations, right. I'd be the one having to pump the brakes to say, Hey, okay, have you done this before? They're like, no, I want to do all these different things. I'm like, that's great. I need you to be able to trust me. I need to yeah. be able to understand you and be able to understand the subtle ways that you communicate. So going slow allows you to build that. And remember, this isn't just, you know, a little coffee date or a tea date. This is someone that you want to be able to dominate you energetically. <laughs> if it's someone you have to dominate you physically, mentally, but you know, a lot of different ways. So take your time and find it. It is a big decision because you're going to be dealing with a lot of different energy back and forth in the sexual realm. So it's, it's very different than just a traditional relationship. Yeah. And these are, these are directions for you as a submissive to, to think about, um, when looking for a dom, it's not, um, uh, how to interact with a dom. This is, this is, these are things like, you know, be patient. Don't, don't just be hasty and rush into the first dom that you find. Not all of them are going to be like my, myself or Matthias, where they're going to slow you down. They're going to back you mm. off. You know, some, some, you, you might find a dominant that's going to be just as, as, anxious and rushing into this as you are because they're new to it as well. So you want to, you want to take your time and find somebody with the right amount of experience for what you're looking to do. Nah, that's a great point. Yeah. So number slow, the slower you go, the faster you get there. That's something that my, my teacher in alchemy always would say, and it works here and especially in the intimate spaces. Exactly. And number two, um, read. Okay. Study, find, find books. I, I recommend, um, the new bottoming book, the new topping book, those are great books to read so that you can kind of get a gauge, uh, for what you're looking for. Um, uh, I think there's another one about, uh, something about give me the thorns or something like that. Save the, save the softness, give me the thorns. Um, I'll, I'll get that for you and, and get, get that book back to you guys in the next couple episodes. But that's a great one as well to, uh, give you an idea of, of the, the nuances between the dynamic of, of a sub dom relationship. So read and study, don't depend on your dominant that you're looking for to educate you go out, educate yourself. Yeah. And I would say part of that is, you know, you can read some of these books, the topping book, bottoming book, those are great. And, uh, we'll definitely need to share more of those resources with you on our, uh, Kinkus platform on our Instagrams and on our Facebook groups. So definitely check us out there. But one of the things I would say is join different groups, like join our Facebook group, find us, you know, chat there. You're going to get a lot of different feedback from people who've been at this for years or decades at that. So, um, get a lot of different perspectives, you know, jump on Reddit threads, Reddit, you know, there's a lot of good, uh, different conversations that are there. 
in a lot of different ways. And so you can get perspective. It's not just it's law, but you can hear what other people's experience has been like and some of the negative as well as positive experiences and things to look at. So take this and just build off of it because it's a lifestyle. It's not that there's a rule book that's out there that's already set for everybody. So you want to get as much as you can find and then start deciding what's right for you. Yeah. Yeah. You said it right there. Number three is, you know, get involved with the community. We've got a community already set up. You know, our Facebook community is, is, is 2,500 strong right now. So, you know, there's, there's plenty of people that are just new to kink. Then they're, they're going to be in the same level that you are. There's plenty of people that have, you know, years of experience that you can, you know, chat with and, and get an idea. You can get onto, um, our Kinkus, uh, official on Instagram, or you can get onto our Kinkus, uh, Facebook group and, uh, just ask questions. Feel free. And uh, number four would be develop a questionnaire. You know, when you uh, when you get on these groups and you can ask some questions, you know, um, figure out which questions would be best for you to ask for a dom to to start that vetting process to uh, to find out if they're a good match for you. And uh, you know, make it make it as long as it needs to be for you or as short. Yeah, I, I would tell you that's one thing that with new subs and people who are new in this world they are very hesitant and you might, you might run into this. This might be you, you might suffer from this, but I've met so many different subs that when I get engaged with them in conversation and things like that, and I ask them, okay, what are some of the common questions you ask when you're meeting someone new? They're like, uh, I don't have any, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, you don't have a, a standard set, not like, Oh, what do you do for a living? You know, where, where do you like to travel? What are your favorite foods? I was like, what about yeah. questions about process? What's your aftercare style? <laughs> yeah, any of that. Like, just none. I don't I don't have any questions. So using that, being engaged in that question process, that curiosity should be an exciting thing. You shouldn't be hesitant to ask questions. That should be an exciting curiosity. Like, hey, I'm completely new to this. I have a bunch of questions. Do you mind me asking some? more often than not, they'll be happy to walk you through it because there's some type of attraction that's connecting you. And now that helps to build rapport. And every Dom knows that, especially in the beginning stages, if they're trying to tell you, no, don't ask questions, or, you know, you just need to take your commands and be obedient before laying out anything else, I'm going to go ahead and throw up a red flag on that one. And we'll get into more of those, but I'm, I'm going to say you want to be able to ask as many questions in the beginning before you go into any type of play. Yep. And that was number four. And then go, running into number five, um, if you don't have a group in mind, like we just mentioned, you know, go ahead and, and drop into our Facebook Kinkus group or check us out on, on Instagram. Uh, but if you don't have one, there's going to be, you know, plenty of ways to find a munch in your area. Um, a munch is kind of like a cross between a lunch and a meeting. Sometimes they happen in the evening as well. They could be a takeover at a sports bar. They could be a takeover at a bowling alley. Um, and it's just a, a local group of kingsters in your area that get together and they meet once a week, once a month, you know, and they, um, they're usually announced on places like, like FetLife. We will be announcing them on Kinkist as we get our, our, our site up and running. Um, but you can find them in your area, go there, ask questions. Usually the people are very receptive to, to new people and, and educating them. Um, if they're not as receptive, maybe they're not the group for you. But, uh, yeah, go out there and, and find a munch and get yourself involved. Yeah. It's one thing that I really enjoy about the entire process of connecting in the BDSM world 
And that is finding these different little groups. You know, you can find it and see if it's the right group for you. Sometimes it might be like, oh, this isn't the group for me. But you know what? This was a good experience. The thing is, there's a lot of different styles when it comes to dominant, submissive, and all types of play. And different areas have a lot of different variety. So you want to get exposure where you're getting exposed to new people, new concepts, being able to have these conversations that are definitely much more sensitive than any other general group. But then you're safe enough where you don't have the pressure of play or performance or getting it wrong or any other type of pressure other than mingling and communicating it and getting a good vibe for it. So definitely find that so you can put yourself in situations that are low pressure where you can expose yourself to other people that you know are open to what you're into. Yeah, that's the best way. So let's jump patience. into the red flags. Let's jump into well, for, these red flags. Okay. So we've got some red flags um, to look for when you're finding a dominant. Um, you know, as you ask these questions and as you, you start to communicate with them more and come into contact with more, these are the things that you should look for. Um, number one, they don't practice consent. Remember, consent was like our number two episode here. If you If you haven't listened to that, please stop what you're doing right now shut this episode off, go back, listen to that episode on consent, and then come back to this. You'll understand what I'm talking Everything's about. Everything's based on it, folks. Everything's based on it. Yeah. So they don't practice consent. You know, they maybe start calling you a little pet name or start degrading you. A lot of times people will slide into my, DD, my DMs on my page thinking I'm a submissive because my page has all kinds of kink stuff on it. And they'll slide into my DMs and be like, Hey, what's up, slut? You ready to be dominated? Things like that. That right there is an automatic violation of my consent. They haven't talked to me. They haven't negotiated with me if they can, if they can call me a pet name or, or degrade me. So um, right there, that's, that's got to be a red flag to you guys too. If someone just starts degrading you or calling you even, even sweetheart or, or my slut or baby girl without your consent, that's an instant red flag. Yeah, I would say right off the bat, I see that as amateur hour. You know, that's when, as soon as I, as soon as someone's coming in with the pet names, I'm like, okay, you've seen some movies. You might have, you know, you might have, you might have watched some uh, shows on, on on streaming, and now here you are, you know, in that. And I have had to correct subs as well that they're like, hey, daddy. I'm like, I'm not your daddy, <laughs> not your daddy yet. Like, they're, mm -hmm. you know, you can use if you have a different moniker in your name, and they're calling you by that because that's your screen name or whatever. That's fine. But when you get into those more personalized names, you don't want someone operating off of a fantasized version of you that has no connection when you haven't authorized that type of communication. It's just it's just starting off on the wrong foot. We can we can tell you from experience. It's yep. Once again, it's amateur hour. They they're not really <laughs> knowing what they're doing. It's just very yeah, it's very, very yeah, these are a lot of the, a lot of the things we went over in in uh, our episode on don't be that dom. Um, you know, we get a lot of a lot of new what we call baby doms uh, and baby dom syndrome, and uh, you know they come in hot. They come in uh, wanting to you know uh, put a collar on you right away. You know, claim ownership on you uh, without properly negotiating. You know, they start just putting all these implements and tasks and rules and regulations without sitting down and talking to you about what kind of relationship do you, are you looking for? What kind of dominance are you looking for? Um, you know, they just start implementing what they would normally do with, with whoever they, they interact with. That's another violation of your consent. So it's another red flag. 
Yeah, I would I would say that's a really strong one, and that that on the second on the list is if they're trying to own you, right? And that's one of the the big things, and especially like when it comes to collaring, and you haven't gone through and understand the process, and okay, what makes me yours, and what is included with that, and how do you even feel about the person if they're already trying to enact control without the same level of trust established. Once again, super big red flag. It's like, okay, here we go. Now it's a parade. <laughs> They're trying to own you yep. before they even understand you. So you don't, you know, it's kind of like taking away your voice before you even have one. If they haven't gone through the proper negotiations, the, the proper uh, communication, and you have a real deep understanding of this person, what they bring to the table, what path you're on with them, what you want, what they want. And you're really in alignment and you've gone through a number of different things with just establish a lot of trust, then that for you to be claimed and accept that claim, that's a whole nother process. So if they're doing that really quick, that's kind of like getting a, you know, a proposal on the second or third date. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, right. that's, uh, is he going <laughs> to go ahead and love bomb me? What is it? What is that? What, what do you mean? How do you, how do you collar me and own me when you don't even know me? So red flag there on that one. Yeah, absolutely. Number three, um, the last one I have on my list so far is, you know, they want to start with a private meeting. As soon as they meet you, they're like, let's, let's meet in private. Um, let's set up a play date. Um, let's, let's, let's talk about a session and get you in here straight away, you know, without even meeting you. I, you know, I always, when I meet a submissive for the first time, I always offer up a public meeting, a coffee bar, very well, um, situated, very public, you know, make, making them feel safe. You know, this whole thing is about trust. I can't say it enough. You can't say it enough. Consent, um, bringing in that trust factor, making yourself trustworthy. If the dominant that you're, that you're seeing is trying to get you into a situation where you don't feel safe, how are you ever going to trust that person? No, that's, that's a big one. Starting off in a public meeting place is a positive. Don't think that this isn't traditional you're looking to be wined and dined or any of that stuff. You want to feel super safe and just be able to have a casual conversation with them in any open settings. For me, sometimes I like meeting in, you know, the afternoon at a busy park, you know, somewhere in LA. Here we are. There's, you know, there's beachfront. There's something there where we can just talk and everyone can feel relaxed. Like you just met someone walking by and you can have a casual conversation or something that feels you know, easy going, once again, lowering that pressure on the person. But if somebody is saying, oh yeah, you're into, you know, submission, I'm a, a dom, why don't we meet at this hotel, this time, this motel, you know, bring a friend, yeah. like all that stuff, red flags. I, I cannot tell you. And it's, it's so funny. I mean, I've had experiences. It's so interesting where somebody will reach out in the beginning and they will, I wouldn't say love bomb you, but kind of lust bomb you. I tell, tell you yeah. all the naughty things they want to do, this, that, and the other. Haven't even heard much of a response. Uh, upon that response, all of a sudden, they want to meet up at a hotel that night, ready to go. Some people are into that. I get it. That's not what we're about here. It's, it's much mm -hmm. more about full-on consent, full-on understanding of the situation that you're in. And, you know having your wits about you when you make these decisions, not they're high, they're drunk, and they're already trying to meet up and do something. 
you know, make sure that you have a really clear head and you're meeting in these public places, especially for the first meeting. Please, please, please do that. Yeah. And to add, and to add to that, you know, if, if the dominant that you're looking for starts going immediately towards, um, sex or sexual favors or, you know, how to, um, treat them for, with dom care or aftercare, or they're expecting sexual favors for providing a session. Maybe you're looking, maybe you're an asexual person and you're looking for, uh, an asexual dominant experience. You're not, you're not looking for a sexual, uh, session. You're looking for just to be dominated. Um, and that, that is, that happens all the time in the BDSM community. So if you're, if you're vetting a dominant and they're constantly trying to get you straight into the, into sex without having any negotiation or any trust built, another red flag. Yeah. Avoid that. You know, this, this next one here on the list is really great. I think this one's, uh, definitely needs to be said. And that's, they don't want you to ask anyone else about them and a good dominant won't be wary about what others have to say about them. And I'll tell you this, personally, they should at least have one or two or three or more, right? They, you know, whatever the experience is, but they should at least have one or two. Who is the last one? Because look, we've all been in relationships. Some of them have might have ended less amicably than we wanted to. And I could say, you know, I wouldn't make recommendations of people that I first dommed with because I was an amateur dom then. I didn't know a lot of the different things, you know. Overall, was I respectful? Yes, I've always been respectful. But my most recent, you know, subs and people that I've played with in that, high honors. And I always usually recommend, hey, why don't you talk? If you're talking and you're going through this process, you're looking to get involved with me, why don't you actually talk to my last sub? Why don't you talk to someone that I've been active with, we've been active with for right. years? And ask those different questions. I mean, of course, if they're open to it, once again, consent, if they're open to it and they're open to, you know, sharing that. And more often than not, they are, they're happy about it. They share that information. And now that's going to build rapport with you. It's going to give them an outlet to be able to talk to somebody else who's gone through what they're about to go through. And that builds more safety. If somebody is avoiding all those, there's a good chance they probably burned all the bridges or have done different things where the their partners don't really feel good about it. They should at least have a couple, you know, good reviews. You don't want to just get, keep going to the restaurant that has a half star review. You know, you want to see a couple four or five stars. Yeah, and I and I've got a couple suggestions of, um, you know, when looking for a dominant, some questions you might might want to ask, or you know, things you might want to find out off the bat. Like like we said. Um, in looking for a dominant, you're, you're going to want to develop a, a questionnaire, um, a list of questions that you'll ask. And some of those questions might be, you know, do you have a mentor? You know, you want to ask, uh, who's been your teacher within this realm? You know, who, who do you find to be your accountability brother? Um, and you know, I had a mentor. I know that you've had a mentor, Matthias, in, in all your areas really? of alchemy and, and, and transformational therapy. So it's, it's very valuable to have someone before you that has shown you the way and shown you the steps. So if you find a dominant that doesn't have, that has never had a mentor, you got to ask yourself, how is this person learning? It doesn't mean that they can't. Everybody can read books. Everybody can find ways to learn online. Um, but it's, it's, I, I find that it's a, a, a very much a benefit to have someone with with personal hands-on experience you know that, that's taking you under their wing and showing you it's not a deal breaker if they don't have a mentor but it's still a great question to ask yeah um, and, and i would say to build I'll, go ahead 
always do as much background as you can. Um, you, you know, you're exposing yourself to someone new and putting yourself in a risky situation. Remember, you know, one of our, our talks on consent is uh, risk aware consensual kink, rack. So you have to be risk aware of what your situation is. So if you're going through the background of somebody like Matthias said and, and asking former subs and asking former play partners how this person is and how they how they treated them um that's putting yourself in a safe safer position than if you were if you weren't doing these checks no that's that's a great one you know to build on top of that be, besides asking if they have a physical mentor a good thing is what are some of their personal values you know asking someone about their value system what what are their personal values and you know what do they train and what do they study um, that helps them be a better dom, right? So you can just ask them those questions as well, because, you know, there's not a lot of places, you know, this is, I would say we're like at the adolescent stage of the sexual revolution. You know, we just came out of it, you, you know, and now things we're starting to explore. So we're still getting our legs about us and there isn't a lot of good models for that. And that's what we're all about here at Kinkist is helping to build a foundation, so finding someone who's like, hey, you know, I haven't found a lot of other people into this lifestyle, but I've been studying these different things. And these are the things that I value. And these are the things that I love about it. And just in those conversations about it, you're going to find out if that's something that pulls you in or kind of repels you on, on their just approach and where their mind's at in the whole space of domination submission, you know, BDSM and everything else. So be engaged with the questions and, and ask those things to find out what someone else's path is, because that'll help you understand if, if that's something that really pulls you in. And that that's all great, great stuff. And one, one last uh, thing I got to add is um, just, just another question for when you're, you're vetting these dominants is always ask what their aftercare regimen is. How are they going to treat you after they've put you through this process, after this session, after they've brought you to this place that you're trying to get, which is subspace usually, what's their aftercare routine? How are they going to bring you back to real life? How are they going to get you grounded back to, so that you're not just um, in the space all day? Um, and that's, that's a really important question because that, that whole process defines basically whether or not they have the empathy they, or they're just a sadistic psychopath. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know the difference, folks. You definitely want to know that. Yes. So once again, when you're in that process and you're looking for a dom, you want to take your time, you know, go back, listen to this again, go through our different, you know, uh, you know, podcast on domination. So find out the, some of those other red, red flags, the baby dom syndrome. Look at all that. Continue to do your research because the thing is, it's going to be a little bit nerve wracking at first. You know, if you're a little bit nervous, that's okay. It's part of the process. We've all been there when you're stepping into the world of BDSM, even doms, you have to have their first experiences somehow. So it's a little bit more challenging, but over time and having the right people asking the questions, doing the research just makes the entire process just so much more enjoyable and you will get the rewards for doing all those different things that we shared with you today. So as always, we hope you enjoyed yourself here and we're going to encourage you to stay tuned and catch us on the next one. And until then, make sure stay stay my friends. Are you tired of online communities full of ghosts, bots, catfish, and time wasters? 
Does a community built upon the pillars of consent, education, and radical inclusion interest you? Head on over to Kinkus.com to sign up and help us create a community of people dedicated to the consensual play, fun, education, and creativity. Kinkus.com. What are you into?